0: All right, picture this, if you will. The season is on the line. You have to win this to, to keep going for a playoff push. You're in a shootout. You've got two players. One is scored. One is not. You look across your bench. You look left. You look right. Who do you throw out? You've got to put in your number one guy, and his name is Richie. What the fuck? Yeah, that happened last night, and the season's over. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast are going to talk about it. We brought in Ash because he's angry too. Let's get into it.
1: Well, after a fairly decent end to the season, honestly, um, the Flames kind of just flamed out in the last couple games, lost in a couple shootouts, but they, they really needed wins. And here we are, playoffless, yet again. How are you feeling about all that, Ash?
2: I, you know, I just I, – you wonder how they lose the game to the Blackhawks. Then they bounce back. They beat the Jets, who they're in yeah. the race with. So you think that they got the upper hand. The Jets are on the rope, and then you go really into good like game two, too, you know. And then you go and lay two eggs to end the season. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's frustrating, and it's kind of you know the epitome of 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 the season. It really, it probably was the exclamation point on the season and really kind of encapsulated the entire season in, in a four-game stretch, a game that they should have won with a team that's trying to get in the Bedard sweepstakes, a game that you probably thought they weren't going to bounce back to win and they win handily over the Jets, the team they're chasing in the in the, in the race. And then you've got two games against you know, the Canucks, who are admittedly playing better under Tockett, and probably if they would have made that coaching change in October – they might not have traded off Horvat, and they might be in the mix in the Pacific. Oh, I we I, only
0: have one more win than than Vancouver. So it's not like they're they're a slouch, right? It's no. not a team you can take lightly. And my my biggest thing on every single one of those games is how flat we started. Yeah. Like supposed to be playing, you know, your, your best hockey down the stretch, fighting for your life, and you just come up flat for 20 minutes every goddamn game i mean
1: it's if you so look back great. at the season how many times did we start on time how how many how many 60 minute efforts did we have two not many Jesus. the first
2: the first week when we started the season five and one that was about it yeah
0: yeah yeah i know that was just taking advantage of other teams potentially not starting great right exactly yeah. I mean, it's
2: but I mean, you look at the fact that against every non-playoff team, we had a losing record against non-playoff teams. That that sums up the season and the reason why we're not in the playoffs is because we couldn't beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah, which well, yeah, and in all all honesty, the the
0: the game that had me worried coming down the stretch was San Jose, right? Because yeah. those are yeah. the, those are the types of teams that we just lay an egg and shit the bed and. It's, it's super frustrating.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: there's no reason to be coming back in a game against Anaheim. There's no way, no reason to be losing against Chicago. No, no reason whatsoever.
1: And like everyone was so excited that we, know, mounted a couple of third period comebacks for the first time all year in the last few games of the season. But like, what, what teams did we do that against The, the, the Canucks and the Ducks? Like, Again, the Canucks aren't that bad, but the Ducks are, like, openly trying to lose. Yeah. You know? (laughs) It's...
0: And we also... Our first comeback win of the season comes in game 76 and then 77. Like, yeah. Come on.
1: That's not okay.
0: That's that's not okay at all.
1: Especially when you're trailing in, like, almost all of the games that you're playing. Like...
0: Yeah, I mean I that just, just goes goes hand in hand with how the season went, right? How many games did we start off being down one nothing, two nothing, within the first five shots? Within the first two shots,
1: yeah. Don't
2: yeah. give Don't give Markstrom so much credit.
0: Yeah, no the five the five shots was the the two nothings
2: and the, in the
0: <laughs> True two nothings, enough. right? No, the it, one
2: nothings was... came between one and two, one and three shots. Yeah, but even, so even Vladar got to that point. By the time they stopped yeah. playing him down the stretch, he was letting in the first shot or two as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And th- yeah. there comes a point where, you know, you're, you're supposed to ride your hot goalie or whatever, but once that guy stops getting hot, you got to realize that guy stopped getting hot, and then you got to play the other guy. Like, it's not just ride one goalie until they're so tired they can't fucking play hockey anymore. No.
2: And I, I, well, we
0: we've got you know, this just... weird this weird system where we're not playing the you know you you're going with the you win you're in type scenario, right? Yeah. You ain't until you lose, then you're out. Next guy gets a chance, right? Yeah, you can't just like like Markstrom started what nineteen of the last twenty games. Even if we made the playoffs, there's no there's no way he could have been an effective yeah. goaltender in the playoffs.
1: And e- even though, honestly, he played most of his best games of the season there, he still laid, you know, a few eggs in between playing good games, right? Like just a bad season overall for him, bad season for Vladar, bad season for the defense, bad, bad season for the offense, bad season for the coaching. It just all, all over, you know, all together, not a great season.
2: I I don't know where you, uh, where you pick it up. In the offseason. I don't, I don't know what you do from here. I mean, is Coronado going to play tomorrow? Are you going to put Pelche back in the lineup? Are you going to, are you going to bring up yeah. Dylan's favorite player in Phillips and let him yeah. get a chance? Well, um, I
0: think uh, after the playoffs, Phillips will be done. Even, even, uh, or uh, Wranglers for, uh, for the for the Wranglers because I I can't see him signing another contract in Calgary. Yeah, he's a UFA. Um, yeah, he's a UFA. Um, and I believe so Eric Francis already uh posted that uh that Coronado is in tomorrow. So I hope that Pelps gets in and, and Razika,
1: I think he should get in too, right? Like apparently Wolf is probably getting called up as well.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard that from anybody else but Francis.
1: It well, uh Friedman. Well Friedman that- said
0: he he thinks it would be a good idea,
2: not that he heard that it's happening. And one of the Wranglers playoffs. in the playoffs. What's that? One of the Wranglers start their playoffs. Oh, uh, I, I doubt think they'd be
1: calling anyone well. up if, uh, if... I think
2: it's next week as
1: well. Yeah. Okay. And usually, I like, mean, the AHL schedule is all fucked, but usually it's... it's uh, weekends and they they had a couple of back-to-back games last weekend so usually there's like a few days off so i think that if they are playing wolf or if he was brought up it would it wouldn't interject with the ahl schedule at all that would be my guess i don't have the ahl schedule do you you
2: give him his first nhl start in a meaningless game knowing that he's the guy that's going to ride him in the playoffs and you blow i wouldn't if he gets shell-shocked
0: I absolutely I would not, no. I I mean, I, I don't want to fuck with his chemistry that he has with, with the Wranglers. I don't want to fuck with his mindset. Nope. He still needs to play in the AHL for one more season at least and just properly develop. Like, we're, we're known for rushing these, you know, phenom goaltenders and, and we bring them in too early and and screw their careers. And and I want no part of that with, with uh with Wolf. I,
1: I heard a really interesting a really interesting thing on 960 today. I think it was Wes Gilbertson was saying he was sitting close to um to Wolf in a preseason game against the Oilers, where McDavid and uh Dreisaitl were playing, and he like told Wes Gilbertson straight up that he's glad vladar was playing that game because he's not ready for that
0: I don't think he is yeah like like everybody thinks that he's he's our savior like like for this year no. like come on he's what 19 20. He's 21 I think 21 21, yeah, 21. I think, but still I yeah, know you're right yeah, he is 21.
2: But and if you don't yeah. and if you don't rush him, say he comes in at 23, he's still got the opportunity to have a 13, 14 year career with the Flames. Exactly. That's
1: right. I'd be happy. You know what? I'd even be happy if we have Ladar and Markstrom next year or whichever tandem we have, but Wolf just comes up and plays like a few games next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't let's not rush him into playing fucking 2030 games next year. Let's just have yeah, him let's... be the Wrangler starter and bring him up every once in a while
2: for a game or two. I mean, I think it's going to be yeah. Markstrom. I don't know who the other one will be because it probably won't be Vladar. But yeah, well, I'm he's sure. he is under contract still. He's got another year. But I think I think you got an opportunity to move him and get an asset or two. I think you have to take it because you don't have much else really i i agree with that but the bigger question is 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 who the heck's going to be our gm
0: i mean that that needs to be dealt with immediately right like we can't have somebody that's on their way out making any decisions between now and and the deadline
1: and not only that but we have to have the new guy whoever that might be or you know even if it's from within, we have to have that person knowing all the ins and outs. They you know, knowing what their position is and what decisions they get to make. You know the the
2: quote unquote final call on. And and that's not even at, that for easy. as long as humanly possible. And that's not even that easy a decision or transition. If you think about it, when when the Flames hired True Living, everybody thought that was a great hire. He was the next you know the next prodigy is in gms when they plucked him out of arizona as the assist from the, when he was the assistant gm yeah. so i mean everybody prays the higher it just shows you how tough that job really is
1: oh it's not an easy job at all and i'll be you the know? first to admit i'm i'm out here saying you know should do this should do that whatever you know like but i do you, don't know all of what no, goes into you know, all of that you know what i mean but and
2: and, and you know i mean I, I don't know. Do you, do you stay with the, with, with the one you, you know, it's the devil that you know, or the devil that you don't know. Do you stay with for living because you know what you got or do you try and move on? And then you're, who knows, you could end up with the second coming of Craig button. Yeah.
1: Who admittedly said he wasn't a great GM actually, I think on the Burner podcast the other day. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Well, I just feel like it'd be something like we get rid of him and then, just the way owners ownership is get rid of tree living and and pick
2: up Shirelli or something like that. And then I'll I'll lose my mind. Well, I, that would I mean, and don't get me wrong. I I think everybody thought Edmonton made a good hire when they got him, but he's just proven that he's, he's just lost his touch. Yeah. Yeah. He's incapable. Yeah. And I think it was because he had a good team around him in Boston, letting him know who to, who to go get. Yeah. I mean, and that's good, the like, thing, like, it,
1: it is a team, it's a team sport, even in, in the front office, right? It's, it's your GM, it's your assistant GMs, it's all of your scouts, it's, and that's a lot of fucking scouts, right? It, it's a team thing. It's not just one guy. Um,
0: no, and again, that's right, but it, if you're looking at, at ways to attract players to come to your, to your team, I, I feel like it's a lot easier when you're an original six team in a, in a giant hockey market, opposed oh, yeah. to like say Calgary or Edmonton or whatever.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Or <clears> having <throat> superstars to play with.
2: Right. That helps. Yeah. Well, that, that helps. How, how much do you think though that maybe the, the fans and the media played a role in Kachuk and Goudreau wanting out of Calgary? I feel like it probably
1: played more of a role with Goudreau. I think I think Kachuk thrived with that. That that's just me spitballing though. Like I am not in their brains. You know, but uh,
2: and, and and I'm a Flames fan and have been you know since they arrived in in eighty. But when I'm you know I'm I'm down here and and I look and see the way the Flames fans act and react, and they're almost Toronto of the of the West when it comes to fans and especially when we haven't done anything since 89, you know, forget the anomaly that was Oh four, because that was just a fluke that a team got hot at the right time and made a run that was in no way poised to ever make another run with that makeup of a team ever again. But flames fans can be as abrasive and irritating as lease fans with really no reason for it. They just, Flames fans think the team's the best thing on slice, sliced bread. Yeah. You're not like that most times. Yeah. You actually, you actually make some sense sometimes, but you can't, <laughs> you can't talk sense into most Flames fans. And my brother's a Leafs fan and, and a, and a Flames fan. And it just, when I, you know, I sit down here and I'm like, man, the, the Flames fans have become the Leafs fans of the West. I I, bite
0: my tongue more times than not now when I'm on social media because I'm just I'm just not even willing to interact with it anymore they just it's not worth my time
1: you know yeah. it's
0: either it's either unicorns and rainbows no matter what <laughs> or you're not a true fan I get that so often you're not a oh. true fan yeah. okay because you I don't like the fact. way they're
2: playing. You're not yeah, a true
0: fan, I'm, yeah. Because I'm, because I, I, I like winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'd, like to, I'd like to. I'd like to find a way to or discuss ways to possibly make this chronic mediocrity into a winning situation. Like, can can we? Talk about that Dylan? and talk about how real fans actually would like to see the team winning and making nope. the playoffs every year and not just five games of it. <laughs> yeah. No, real and that fans was, that was cheer for them
0: no matter what, Dylan. No matter what, you, you, you know, he's got to be happy.
1: You know, we we cheer for them without being happy a lot of the
2: time, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Especially yeah. this year, the outcome was just, uh... and it just—I mean, it—it yeah. it was the Oilers playoff series that carried over for an, almost an entire season. Yeah,
0: yeah, truly, truly. It—it uh, it seemed to ruin Markstrom, whatever confidence he may have had. Yeah, which is bizarre. he's—he's mm-hmm. like he's old enough. He's—he's he's been in the league long enough. It, yeah. I mean the, the confidence thing. It's such a it's such a topic, right? With with media and you know, oh, he doesn't have his confidence.
2: Yeah. Like, you, you know, and and let's the, be the honest, I mean, psychiatrist. you know, and you look back to last summer. I thought I wasn't a fan of the Cadre signing Cadre signing at no. all, but I thought what he salvaged with Huberto, I'm like okay, we've lost Kachuk, but we may have gained, you know, Johnny Goodrow 2.0, right? Yeah,
0: and that was the
2: theory. It yeah. didn't quite work out. I was not a fan of the cadre signing. I put that out there the day they signed him. I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was reeked of desperation, especially yeah. the term and the money.
1: The and, fact- and to add insult to injury, throwing a first-round pick and just to make – Salary, so we could get Kadri, who's yeah. going to be thirty-eight. Well, make it is a it is seven a million dollar like,
2: pick, and you know the twenty twenty-five draft, you know, doesn't look that deep. So,
1: no, yeah. but it's still a first round. Pick, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah.
2: So, yeah,
1: yeah. Are
0: you being no. facetious or what? Um Also, with that Kadri deal, I mean, seven times seven is gross, as far as I'm concerned, to begin with. But to also sprinkle in the, the full no move clause, yeah, for for four or five of those seasons, and then it's modified after that. Like Jesus, Brad, that's that's where that's where I am coming from when it comes to Brad. Now, is he throws around no trades and no moves like they're going out of
1: style? Yeah, the first four is no no move, and then yeah. the last three are uh, thirteen team no trade list.
0: Yeah, yeah, so which is around these, that
2: still gives these, you more than half no the league. No instead. moves, but you know, and, and, who's going to want him when he's thirty-seven years old? Nobody. Years old, Arizona years old. I mean, he's yeah. going to be more unmarketable and unmovable than Lucic is. Well, Arizona is going to need to reach the yeah. cap floor, so <laughs> yeah,
0: so in, there is in, that in five years. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When you when you think about it, right? Because I mean, look how many teams didn't want him
2: last summer everybody but the flames because he was still around what in in the latter half of july yeah yeah exactly
1: and we were led to believe that it was because there was competing offers and then the flames were he had he accepted the flames offer but then the flames had to get rid of monahan so he had to wait an extra week or whatever and it's like
0: yeah, I'm not buying any of that. You're
1: you're throwing all this around for a guy who had one good year in his whole career. Yeah. And yeah. he's like 31. Like fuck off.
2: I'm just I'm I mean, looking down I'm looking down the ages of the guys that played the last few games for the Flames. And I mean, it's just, you know, Markstrom's 33. Granted he's probably if he can rebound, he's got 3 to 4 years left that are decent, right? Yeah. But, if he
1: can I mean, I I think he will, but you know, Kadri's 32,
2: full just no, 34. I mean, it's just the ages of these of the flames is just ah it doesn't do it, doesn't you know, Stetcher's 28, which I actually like that acquisition. I hope they can bring him back. And he's he's only I think he's ex, uh expiring, isn't he? I think yeah. so,
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's well, not as that's big of a deal one as one
0: for me. Like we're My... we're already without Without signing people that we're going to need, because for with eighteen players, we're already sitting at over eighty-two million as it is right now, before the season starts, and we need five players, right? Still need a couple of forwards and a and a D and a D man
1: or two, um, so that's terrifying. Last I checked, million, we had three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in cap space. Yeah,
0: for and, next year, and five. No, and, uh, yeah, five players to sign.
1: Yeah, piece
0: of cake. Yeah like
2: so God, you're going to have to trade out
0: on some yeah we're going to have to get rid of 4 million right
1: i At think least. i think it's 3.2 but yeah
2: it's 3.2 why why yeah. is that I mean, that seems to be the hallmark of 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 Brad is that coming from above to try to spend to the cap
1: um yeah actually it? i i heard the 960 guys praising ownership for always spending to the cap
2: and i Uh, think that's been and i think that move if you look back it's left us very little wiggle room at the trade deadline Mm
1: -hmm. without
2: moving out a significant piece you look at you look at the teams that made moves like the rangers they had room to bring guys in they moved a few pieces out but they weren't significant pieces for the flames to make a similar move to get Kane, they would have had to move somebody out that meant that would yeah. have been you, know, you would have been trading for Kane, but you've been giving up somebody that was about as equal type of impact on your team. Yeah, that's and that didn't, so the essentially purpose. not improving. Didn't the so Rangers exactly go out improving.
1: and get Tarasenko and not have to put any uh any salary on the board for that? And then they had to trade salary for their second acquisition. Yeah, like.
2: And I, and at first I thought, you know, as somebody who who also was is a, is a Rangers fan, when Kane first got there, I thought oh, this wasn't looking so good. But man, down the stretch they looked pretty sharp. But that that's the
1: thing is like that's what I said about Huber though when he first got to Calgary too. Is like when when guys are first acquired, it takes them a bit. It took doesn't take them a full season. No, it it damn well shouldn't. <laughs> um, again, I, I've said this on the podcast quite a few times. I fully expect him to i expect huberto to have you know around a point a game next next year i expect kadri to be exactly what he's always been which is what he was this year
0: It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pre-game moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN.
1: 50 points. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah, which is not worth $7 million. But, but <laughs> no, I I think the, the the most I you know, I I didn't like him as a Leaf. His shortcomings were glossed over in Colorado, obviously, because of the team around him. But, boy, everything that I did not like about him when he was with the Leafs on display in Calgary this season. Terrible defensively, soft when he's going to get hit, soft in the corners, streaky as all hell. Greedy as fuck. Terrible in the entry.
0: Um, absolutely terrible in the entry you're you're absolutely right i i said this to dylan last show or maybe the one before that i i think what happened is somebody mistakenly whispered into codra's ear and said that he's a power forward and so he
2: thinks that he can just grab the puck and skate through people which he can't
1: like jacob chuba for instance
2: yeah (laughs) like the last flame that had that ability was was jerome mcginla that's right Kachuk to a to a point. Uh, kachuk to an extent, yeah.
0: Macklin has uh, that uncanny ability—not necessarily to go through you, but uh, use his body and and get by you pretty easily.
1: And that's that's the thing with how a guy like Kadri should be playing the game. And I, I've said this on the podcast before, but you're when you chip it around a guy you're also supposed to go around the guy whether you're going the same way as the puck or the other way but kadri chips the puck around the guy and then just runs into him on purpose yeah. it's like oh i'm gonna go yeah. through you it's like and, oh where, and where's and the Wade, call oh there's no call yeah, because Wade's you on. initiated the contact yeah,
2: yeah. but the fuck? least he stands yeah. up and doesn't fall down like 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 mangiapani
1: well mangiapani doesn't need to get hit to fall over
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's
1: what i said earlier um in, in,
0: in the chat we were talking about who should have got the last chance at the uh, the shootout opposed to richie and i'm like somebody said manjiapani as a joke obviously and, and i said he, he would have just fallen over in the shootout
1: or missed <laughs> or missed yeah or both yeah but and and you know yeah. what i think a lot of the issues this year and and the reason we're not in the playoffs is on the players that, you know, whether it's the new guys or, or some of the old guys, Um, I think really Backlund to Foley and, and Rasmus are the only ones who had any sort of consistency throughout the entire year. Um, And Rasmus even had like a down portion right when he got back from his, his scooter accident. But, um you know, some quite a bit of it is on the players, but I think, the coaching is at fault for a lot of it. And all of that comes from the GM, right? Kind of like how, how shit rolls downhill. But I I think personally, I I think the team needs an entire, it's got
2: to come from above him. It's got to come from the owners. Cause I mean, most owners, they might be hands off, but they're not direction off. They're going to tell you where, where they see the team. Yeah and that it starts there and then true living is just the, the front guy to take the bullets to yeah. keep Edwards from, from, you know, taking any of the arrows and the bullets. But I mean, the, the direction is terrible from, from the ownership. This isn't, you know, this isn't the ownership that, that gave Cliff Fletcher the ability to go out and get the pieces he needed to build a Stanley cup contender. This is a guy that says spend to the cap every season so, you know, when you, when you got the pressure to spend, you make a bad sign. like Kadri.
1: Yeah.
2: You could have got, you could have got two, maybe three guys that would have given you more depth and more balanced scoring to address that 31 goal loss bullshit argument. Yeah. That you could have got 40 goals from those three guys instead of the 24 from Kadri and streaky as all hell. And mm-hmm. more consistent play, and maybe you wouldn't have had a star on every line, but I think you would have had three lines that could have rolled and could have been better. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Now, there's something um, to be said, or about, even given, about, or even given a young guy a chance, like Doer. Call him up earlier. The guy's played awesome.
1: I totally agree with that. It's weird though because yeah. he's Doer's kind of proven that he needs the Cheech and Lewis. At least yeah. the last couple games he's been playing without them and he has been relatively invisible, honestly. Um, I, you know, that could just be a, a two you know, the small sample size, but uh you yeah. Know.
0: I think sample size and and just chemistry. I mean nobody has played well with with uh with Qadri other than Dubay at the beginning of the season. Yeah right the two of them were ripping it up in there and they just kind of took manchia along for the ride for the first whatever it was six weeks mm. that they were playing together and then for some reason they were split up and never put back together
2: but like that I, is back, brilliant I, I even go back i go back to that signing and i said it then they rewarded a guy they got streaky at the end of the year had a heck of a world championship and had a good start of the next season and then they reward him with a contract i mean the guy had a eight month span where he played really good hockey and he never Mm -hmm. showed the flashes of brilliance in the the months or years prior to that. And he hasn't shown it since it was, it was a terrible signing. It was a terrible signing. When you, when you
0: look at pretty much all aspects of it, how, as a, as a professional general manager, how do you reward somebody because of one season
1: get
0: 35 goals and ended up with like 55 points. He doesn't play with like, he doesn't, he doesn't create the play, right? He just happened to be in the right place get, scoring the goals, right? He's he's terrible with his line mates. Like, he doesn't dish to them at all. He loses the puck all the time. He can't stay on his feet. He's, he's soft as fucking butter in the corners. Like, it, I, I. the only use I had for him, if there ever was one, was last year getting 35 goals. I'll give he, him props for that.
1: And I that's, will that's say phenomenon. this. Andrew Mangiopani works excessively hard pretty much yeah. every shift. He is a hard worker, yeah. but I know a lot of guys that work really hard at my job that fucking suck at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I mean you're you're right. I, I'll 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 give him that credit. Absolutely. He does he's he's not lazy, he doesn't float around. But
2: unfortunately, he's just not big enough, strong enough, good enough.
0: But he mm-hmm. does end That's- up
2: – He, I think he has to work harder than he should because he does end up deep in corners that he has no business being in. Yeah. So then he has to bust his ass from the right corner to the left corner because he should have been in the left corner from the get-go. That's See, right. I, I agree yeah, with that to a, a point. A
0: lot. Yeah, he's out of position a lot. I, I agree with that, Ash, 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, I think everybody on the team is made to work harder than they need to. And it's not – I'm not saying that you don't need to work hard because you do. But the the system that Daryl Souther has is based on crashing and banging even when you don't need to. You, you can be – you can have a perfectly fine three-on-one and for some reason the puck goes in the fucking corner. And then you have to chase it and then somebody's chasing you and then you're getting hit and then you have to fucking – fuck around instead of just like taking the damn three on one.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Sutter's only been here for a couple of years. Manjapani's been like that his whole career.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not like I'm saying the whole team is doing it now. Is work, yeah, working like, harder than they need to. And like some guys are good at it. Coleman is great at it. Backland is pretty good at it. But other guys aren't. Yeah, that's right. It's like, it's like watching five-year-olds play soccer.
0: Right? Everybody's <laughs> going for the puck. Like somebody needs to stick in their fucking position. Yeah. There's a reason why there's systems in place. So, day
2: of the course. And I, I don't think there day was anything more glaringly obvious this entire season is how our forwards in our zone were never in the right defensive position to keep pucks out of the net. And it was always early on. I mean, mm-hmm. we can blame Markstrom on the first goal or first shot goal or second shot goal. How many of those were right in the freaking slot between yeah. the two dots? I mean, they were always glorious chances. It wasn't like he was whiffing on a floater from center every game. No. Forward, yeah, you know, that,
0: that's true. But yeah, when it happened so often, though, it just became magnified, right?
2: Yeah, but it's because but, our we, we, I mean, we our, our forwards were nowhere to be seen. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah, even if they were in the zone, they weren't around anybody. They had their back turned to the
2: closest guy to the net, and I, know, just, and the most glaringly obvious example of that was that stupid little one-handed pussy pass that Cadre made behind the net that led to the goal. Which game was uh, it? Because it seems like every game he Chicago, did, like the Chicago, that was game. Chicago.
0: Yeah. and and to, and to set that play up he's the one that lost it at the line um like just flat out lost the puck yeah and that's why they were in our zone so he goes in skates real hard to get to the puck and then does that yeah that was
2: with how, what in how, the dying how, seconds it just kills you yeah yeah you
0: know. yeah how, how is he even given an opportunity to play the next game after something like that
1: so um, here's like here's something that's been bothering me a lot about again, I'm going to go back to Sutter all the time. I know that, that again, I've said it's, it's everybody's fault from the top down, but when it comes to accountability, Sutter preaches accountability, but he doesn't make the vets accountable for as long as he need as, as he makes kids accountable. Peltier made one fucking mistake and has been sitting ever since. He's played one game since. That's like 20 fucking games ago. Yeah. Fucking Kadri makes several mistakes a game and he's back out there a shift and a half later. Kad fucking Lucic, I mean, yeah, he does certain things for the team, but he's had a bunch of games where he's made some glaring mistakes and then he's out there again. He was sat for what three games this season? Like, L- Lewis is fine. L- Lewis makes the right play like 90% of the time, if not more. But, you know, just, th- yeah, there's yeah, a lot of vets be. that don't get the treatment that the young kids get because Souther's just stubborn on in, in his ways about how, you know, he's going to go ahead and, and make sure that <clears> – <throat> The young kids are learning their lessons, but the vets aren't. It makes no well, fucking sense to me.
2: How much of that, though? Again, is is the way the NHL has changed? You're paying Kadri seven million dollars, mm-hmm. owner. You know, maybe maybe Edwards is mad. He goes, "I'm not paying him seven million to sit on the bench." A little bit of Steinbrenner in him, right? So if anybody's going to sit, it's going to be the guy making rookie minimum. Yeah, I
0: mean. It- I mean, I I understand that the the issue that I have though is it it's it sends a message to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you I, know what I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the wrong message. I mean, if you if you fuck up and you know you fucked up, and the team knows you fucked up, the fan base knows you fucked up, the media knows you fucked up, and there's zero repercussion, why do you care, right? I mean, whether he's whether he's playing or 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 eating popcorn and. In the in the press box, he's still making the same money mm-hmm. so I mean, why should he care other than his pride which good you know yeah, yeah. and, and I, um I'm I'm here in my basement in Calgary not giving a shit about yeah. your pride you and know, i i I think Peltz should have should absolutely have played down the stretch yeah. not saying for the same player, right that's that's why you have a rotation, right? Whoever's feeling it, whoever's whoever's going, or even every game, got to play him.
1: Yeah, but he yeah, definitely was... should have got another three, four, five, six games in that stretch of, I'm off the top of my head, twenty ish games where he played once.
0: Yeah, I was I was actually kind of taken back a little bit with the fact that once he came out of the lineup there, he didn't come back in that, and he didn't even get to play with the away. Wranglers.
1: No. He's just sit sitting. Yeah. And the thing is, is with Peltier specifically, he and this has happened to so many players. He has he didn't play himself off of the roster. He didn't play himself off of the second line. Never mind the the you know the active lineup. And there he was sitting in the press box for nineteen out of twenty games or whatever the fuck it is. Like that's the accountability thing I'm talking about. Like it just drives me nuts. And even even with guys who aren't being sat, like Dylan Dubé, he didn't get. He was playing great on that first line, quote unquote first line with Tofoli and and Lindholm, and then he had one like iffy game and then he got put on the fourth line for fucking six weeks I mean, it wasn't but yeah it was like three games
0: you
2: know but there and yeah. then but i no, it, goes, it was it was a few weeks there it goes back to how the flames develop or maybe lack thereof develop their young guys right like
0: yeah
2: Peltier probably should have stuck maybe from the start of the season and then I look at I look at and yeah I know okay you know the Rangers and you know Lafreniere first you know first pick overall or whatever he was the other day a couple of years ago but they didn't bury him in the minors they no. gave him an opportunity and put him in positions where he was going to be at least have some success and not have his 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 own confidence shit on because he's being stuck in positions and situations that he shouldn't mm-hmm. the Flames have always struggled to do that i shouldn't say always but you could probably go back to starting with martin saint louis and putting him in positions and, and situations where he was not going to thrive
1: yeah
2: and setting him up to fail as opposed to setting him up to succeed and i felt they kind of did that a little bit with pelche yeah. and they certainly did it with, this gets they certainly did it with phillips yeah
1: wow
0: well. I mean, but, yes and no on Phillips, in my opinion. I I quite frankly don't think he's good enough.
2: No, I, I agree. I mean, he, he didn't show really anything in those. I mean, it was a two-game appearance, but he, he just was invisible. But the Flames have mm-hmm. a real history of just not putting guys in positions to succeed to build on their confidence themselves that you need yeah. to play at that game. And that's as important as anything when you're a yeah. prospect or a highly touted prospect like Pelche. If your confidence goes, your game goes. And, and even was, like the Rangers it, were patient with Lafreniere, and everybody thought he was going to be the savior. Anybody who knows hockey knew that wasn't in the case because he came out of the queue.
1: Not and not every you, first overall pick is going to hop in and score ninety points, right? No. Like, and that's not how it works.
2: And he may never get to that point, but I think he's a he's building his career to be a guy that can be a almost a point of game player when it's all said and done. Yeah, and yeah. but they that's brought him along good. slowly. When he struggled his rookie year, they sat him for 13 games. Which, but, you know, yeah, I mean, that's right. but they told him, you know, you're, you're here because you need to see how it's played and, and how and, and watched and, and then they watched and then he went back and watched the film. I listened yeah. to a great interview with him and he said, you know, I watched the film. I watched what they were doing. I saw where I was making the mistakes. I saw where I wasn't where I was supposed to be since then he was a better player he was a great player down the stretch last year and into the playoffs and he's had a good season this year and the Mm -hmm. flames just seem to struggle in getting those guys bringing those kind of guys along
1: and even even if you look at at uh like yeah he was sat for the first however many games when he first got called up and you he sat, he watched, he studied and he came in and he was very rarely out of position. Like he seemed like he was almost a veteran at, at defensive positioning specifically, which you'd think Sutter would be like, okay, you're playing the rest of the fucking season because that's how Sutter, that, that that's what Southern looks at. Right. But it didn't really work out that way. Instead he's sitting again for a quarter of the season. Yeah,
0: that's like the, the Flames have have always brought in draft picks, put him in the, the minor system, the AHL or or WHL, wherever wherever they're sitting. Which sometimes is and needed. They, yeah, like, yeah, and then like how how many have actually made it on the on the main club right off the hop? Two? Three.
1: Three and in the Mon- last Monaghan, Kachuk,
0: Goodrill. Yeah. that's it yeah right they 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 bury them into in the miners they don't promote from within at all right they'd much rather sign free agents for league minimum you know 30 30 to 34 year olds that's their that's their mantra you yeah.
2: know and that's they've been doing it for decades. Or mm-hmm. give guys a bunch of PTOS, and then they let them go, and then they go somewhere else and have great seasons. And you're like, well, what the hell?
1: Yeah. See, to again, I don't mind Lewis. I think Lewis is just fine, but Lewis should be your thirteenth forward. And when a guy like Connor Zary has the camp that Connor Zary had, bring him in, give him a chance. Zary didn't get one game this year. And he played great all year in the AHL and proved himself to be one of the only engaged people in camp, period. And actually seemed quite good. Like, yeah. Keep him up, maybe, maybe not, but
2: give him a fucking shot. Right. But you go back to where they were three years ago when they hired Sutter. They thought they had a window of about three years. They didn't think they were going to lose Kachuk and Goodrow. So they thought Sutter was the guy to take this team to a cup within the three to four years, and that would be it because the guys would be, you know. At that point, everybody else would be old. You might be able to do a – a re, not a rebuild, but a reboot around Goodrow and Kachuk again and stay competitive. But when those two guys bolted, Last year, it just derailed that plan. It was a great plan initially. And Sutter even said, I'm here to win a cup. We've got a short window, and I'm here to take him there. And for whatever reason, Goodrow and Kachuk could no longer buy into that. And that's that's when it derailed. And then when Sutter didn't want to bring in the young guys because he didn't want to admit that doing so, I think, set him back from that three-year plan. And if you brought in those guys to play from his perspective, you're basically admitting defeat and it's now a rebuild.
1: Which I I get from an old school standpoint because that's how Souther thinks, right? But I also think that, I mean, I think we can all agree that bringing in two or three young players isn't a rebuild like
2: whatsoever. And putting them in positions where they can actually have a little bit of success instead of burying them on fourth line and giving them five minutes a game that does no. nothing for their confidence. No. And some I'll, of the claims have to do better at.
1: Yeah. And, and as a person who, you know, I wasn't even that excited when Phillips got called up because I think the hype was way too high and, and I don't think he's an NHL player. But why are you bringing up? like the AHL's top scorer and putting him on the sec on the fourth line. Like if you're going to bring him up and you're having trouble finding somebody to play with, you know, the bet one of the best playmakers in theory in, in the league, then fucking throw him on a line. If you- see you're having trouble finding a sniper for Hubert to- just try it. If you're gonna bring this guy up, don't put him in a spot where Milan Lucic should be. And he's minus seven,
2: 125 pounds soaking wet. So he's not going to be effective on the fourth line. You got to put him in position to have some success offensively. And, exactly, you know, they just I mean, you know, it's the whole Rob Brown with, with Mario Lemieux theory, right? Give a get give you know he can score goals, so put him on that line. You put him on any other line he's not going to score. And that's probably the thing with you know with Phillips. They just didn't probably didn't put him in a place to succeed. And I'm not sure that – but at the same time, I think the Flames, when they made that move, they showed a little bit of desperation and a little bit of eagerness to listen to the fans and the media because everybody was crying. Why isn't Phillips up? Why isn't Phillips up? Why isn't Phillips up? Yeah. you know, And that that's the wrong way to manage too. You can't manage to the fans.
1: Oh, no, I, I 100% agree with that.
2: And that move was purely fan-driven and fan-motivated – and then media pushed it over the edge with guys like Francis and those, asking, you know, why isn't he getting a shot? Yeah.
1: And then he okay. sat for several games, and then got put in for whatever it was—the grand total of fifteen minutes over two games or whatever. Yeah, it was. I think
2: I think his first game he played less than seven minutes or something.
1: Yeah.
2: You can't do anything with that. I don't think he had a shift in the third period of that game either.
0: Yeah. At least, at least Pelche was getting on average fourteen.
2: Yeah, they gave Pelche a a fair shot. They just didn't do him right down the stretch when they sat him.
0: Yeah, yeah, they gave him a fair shot because, I mean, quite frankly, he's a better player than than Phillips. More geared up for NHL hockey, in my
1: opinion. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And he proved in his first couple shifts that he belonged. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, like in. Within the first period of that first game he played, I was watching. I was like, "If this guy plays the rest, the you know middle six minutes the rest of the way, I'd, I'd be fucking happy." You know.
0: Well, yeah, and look, look what else he brought to the to the bench, right? Happiness. You know his his happiness and positivity during during the games. Like, there's so many reasons to have had him in there. You know, and 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 a lot of the players fed off him. You could see it. Huberdeau loved him. Obviously, a couple of French guys they can they can communicate well on the bench and in the locker room, but but you could tell that there was that you know that that brethren that was happening with, with guys around him, you know? Yeah, he brought contagious. some energy his, his,
2: his, that lacked.
0: Yeah, his energy and his and his his positive outlook, which he was showing, you know, and the constant smiling on the bench and just happy to be there with the guys, right? Yeah, you know why not get your why not get your guys going that way? It just it makes no sense to let these guys rot in the AHL, wait until they get to UFA st- uh, status, and then watch them leave because they don't remember play that for your clip? organization.
1: You remember that clip where he was sitting next to Huberto on the bench, and like Huberto seemed down. I th- I think we had just scored even, and Huberto like seemed down about something, and like. Pelche had his arm around him and was, like, shaking him, like, get, get out of this, get out of this, like, like, trying to be happy or whatever. And, like, though just couldn't help himself, even though he seemed like he wanted to be down. And he started laughing, and he was just like, oh, God, this kid is too much, you know? like
2: Give, give Peltier the C. There's, right? There's the should be wearing it. Somebody's got to wear it.
0: Fucking Fuck. whoa. <laughs> yeah, not Sutter. Okay.
1: I heard somebody say earlier today, like, you might as well just put the C on his fucking suit next season if he's still here, because it's going to be the only person wearing it.
2: You, yeah. Do you bring somebody him back for just... his final year? This is the, he's got one year left, right? He's,
1: no, his his contract nice. extension kicks in for two years
2: starting next year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are you saddled with him if you're Murray Edwards, or, or do you go find somebody else and pay him out for the two years?
1: If you're Murray Edwards, you're saddled with him 100%. But if you're anybody else in the hockey world, you're kicking him to the curb.
2: But who do and you want him?
1: This isn't, in, in my opinion, this isn't because he's a bad coach. He's doesn't have the right team for
2: his style. Nope, I agree. Um, he's trying to hammer guys like Huberto into playing defensive hockey, and you need to let Huberto just create, right? Yeah, well, that's, I mean... he's he was created, an East-West guy.
0: He, he created a, you know, a semi 200-foot player in Goudreau, but he also allowed him the flexibility to be creative and just go.
1: Yeah. Right. <clears throat> he hasn't done just, that with... And he's feuded. He's, like, literally, he's feuded with guys. He's feuded with Pelletier, feuded with Kadri, Feuded with Riziska, feuded with fucking though, feuded with the fucking general manager. Like he just, he's picking fights everywhere. Feud, feud with the media. Like we were talking off camera there before, like he spent more time trying to fuck with the media and being a dick to his players than he is actually coaching the team sometimes.
2: So, I wonder though, I, I, knowing Sutter and and it's been his style. I wonder how much of that was blown out of proportion. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, what what was the feud with Cadre?
1: Yeah, that one specifically was was um, definitely mostly media. It, I didn't really see any of it, but it it seemed. Yeah, that one was mostly media, whereas and the rest of them were like.
2: As, but arts. that yeah. one that one comes down the stretch when you're fighting for your playoff life and both parties could have easily just squashed that rumor in in you know and nipped it in the bud, and they didn't. That's what bothers me more than it mm-hmm. either, is. Neither one of those two guys addressed it. The Pelche like, thing got addressed right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. And there's
1: this good too, because there know, was a little bit of a, of a thing there. And I, I don't think, I think he's got one year left, but I think he's going to be a, trying to get out because I don't know. I think he's an NHL ready player, but yeah, he's not getting the chance.
2: No, yeah. I agree.
0: I mean, like, like it is even, even with Sutter's feud with, with Peltier as,
2: as if we're going to call it that, I mean, was that a feud no it was blown out of proportion by certain members of the media that have yeah. that that, yeah, that they, they, don't like the flames even though they cover the flames they don't like you talking flames. about do you yeah. do you think yeah. it was it's a
1: distraction tactic do you think it's because I've used this word with Southern and his his feuds or whatever you want to call them before but it's it's a misguided distraction tactic or a mis- misguided uh distraction even if it's not a tactic
2: yeah but i think i, I think uh, it's a i think he's trying to take pressure off guys like velchie yeah because everybody was going well you brought him up and where why isn't he playing why isn't he playing and you know and then he made his comments and it got blown out of proportion but it's completely like a like a story when there is none
0: same with the huberdell like well oh, i think he's taking a shit and that and that becomes fucking headline news and it but shouldn't have. Shit. No. And and the reality neither, is he probably was the,
2: because sometimes you just gotta go.
0: Yeah, right. And neither should the Pelche. The Pelche thing shouldn't have even been a fucking topic. No. How many coaches do not know names? They are numbers people. Right? What was his number? Forty-nine. So he can quickly glance at the sheet, walk, go right across the stat line,
1: which is read. literally what he did. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Why is that an issue? It was a brand new player. He may not know what his fucking number
2: is. Like, holy shit! Well, yeah, exactly. Like, and the other thing like is, Sutter comes game. from Sutter also comes from an era where you didn't do post game press conferences every freaking game that don't matter. They really don't. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. more boring than watching those things on game 55 of a season. There's nothing. The first more couple of games than watching of the year
0: a NHL interview with their yeah. with their stock you know, pre pre-recorded answers. Yeah. They're they're no. pointless.
2: Yeah. Well, no. we gotta
0: play better. No shit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and, you know, there's there's guys there's a reason guys like Kachuk are also popular with the media because they don't speak cliches all the time, right?
1: Yeah. And you half know? the time when they don't speak cliches, they get fucking shit on, and then they're like, okay, well I guess right. I'll just cliche it up from now on.
2: Yeah. You know, and like, then, and and I'm pretty sure Monaghan was cliche king by choice because it, i think it became right. a running joke with him a little bit but there's really
1: my favorite was it's, it all starts tomorrow
2: yeah you know <laughs> which yeah. Yeah, is part of the problem day. with the flames is it always starts tomorrow with them that's, yeah that's that's the flames we, we need yeah, to that come be on and the-
0: we need to we need to start on time
2: tomorrow we're going to start on time tomorrow <laughs>
0: that's 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 like the the sign at the bar right free beer tomorrow
2: yeah, that's probably, mm-hmm. that's probably the mm-hmm. sign above their door when they walk out to go to the ice. It starts yeah. tomorrow. It doesn't start here. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. Well, not, I think it
1: says it. it's go time, but what it really means is it's go time in five minutes of game time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll it's give 60
2: time. minutes of effort, but only in 55 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we won't play the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. But now it's, ties. Now it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating as a team that should have been. They, the drop off shouldn't have been as bad as it was this year.
0: No, and I mean honestly, when you if if you take half of those seventeen overtime losses, we're comfortably in a playoff spot. Like yeah. we're 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 looking
2: real damn good. Yeah. Right. But I think if you're shooting for anything less than hundred points and hoping to make the playoffs, you're you've set the bar too low. Yeah. yeah
1: in this day and age like i don't have the standings in front of me but i'm sure most of them have 100 points at least
2: and 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 maybe memory serves me wrong but i think sutter at the start of the year said 94 to 96 will get you in and we're at 91 mm-hmm. and i don't think it gets you i don't think nine. you know i think yeah. that's just i think they should have been done for 100 points and maybe the outlook would have been a different and maybe the effort in a couple of games would have been a little different but when they when you're told you well, we need ninety-four and ninety-six, and you're kind of on pace for that. I don't know. It's just it's just frustrating for a team that should have built on the embarrassment of Edmonton the Edmonton series loss last year. Yeah. And and shouldn't have been as bad as they were, even given the departure of Kachuk and Goodrow. But you replaced one of those two guys with a guy that should have been able to give you close to those same amount of points. Yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that,
1: and i I did predict a, a drop off, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people did, but i I expected twenty games, twenty five games in the chemistry would be there, or at least starting to show, and and it didn't. It just didn't. No, it did, there was chemistry you... for the first six games, and that that was it for uh, yeah. the preceding. 70 fucking four of them. Yeah. I didn't
2: think we'd drop off to it. I thought we'd fight for maybe the third seed in, in the division. I didn't think we'd be battling for the last wild card spot.
1: No. no Seattle like... comfortably in. Yeah. in, and
2: in that, that's field. probably the biggest disappointment.
1: Yeah.
2: My I thing is
0: an entire season of what ifs, right? Mm-hmm. just so many things that went wrong
1: so many things so what what do you guys want to see happen as far as the management and coaching like because obviously brad is is on an expiring contract and so is snow and conroy i believe and the coaching staff except for sutter are all also expiring would you any of those guys coming back or any of them get all of them getting replaced? What, what do you guys think?
2: I think, I, you know, I, what would you like? I, I I think at this point, if you change management and change coaches, you've got to blow the whole thing up. You think so? Hey, a little bit. I I do. I, I think maybe you give them one more shot. I think you need to bring in a better coach who can get this power play going where it needs to go? There's way too much talent on that offense to to have a power play that's struggling in the bottom third of the league. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Penalty killing, average at best, could be a little bit better. I think we need a. I think we need a new goaltender coach. I think we need that if we're going to blow anything up in the system. I think it needs to start with the entire coaching staff and the who oversees the goaltenders. I think Wolf is good because he's Wolf and not because of any of the coaching he's getting. But the I've said this for a few years. The coaching at the NHL level and the Cal- for the Calgary Flames has been average at best. Markstrom had a good year last year. I got a buddy who's a Canucks fan and he tells me the the Markstrom we got this year is the Markstrom he knew we were going to get. He was surprised it took 2 years to get this Markstrom. I think mm-hmm. he's somewhere in between. I don't think he's the guy we had last year, but I don't think he's the guy we have this year. I think he's somewhere in between. He's a nine year, ten goalie, and, and he's another cadre and We're overpaying him by about two million a year. But I think if we're going to start somewhere, I think I think our goaltending needs a fresh set of eyes and mm-hmm. a fresh perspective and a fresh coach and start there. But I just and I, you know, I, so I, don't I don't know because I don't I don't know who the next wonder kid is as GM in the NHL. I don't know that there is one. I don't know if you turn the keys over to Conroy. I
0: I honestly say no, because he's been brought up in this system. Yeah, he
1: has,
2: you know, and I like his simple, main job like is lot,
1: college right? scouting college. Yeah. Mm.
2: So I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I think, I think you give it one more year and you say, okay, this is, this year was unacceptable. There needs to be improvement. Mm. I don't know. It's not what I want. I just think it's where, where this team is that that's, that's where they have to go. I think you yeah. give them all one more year to get it going and put some pressure on them to perform and light a fire under the asses that need fires lit under and yeah. to hold players accountable like Kadri when he's not playing well, he needs to sit. And there needs to be a directive or to bring some young guys in and and, and infuse that lineup with a little bit of energy and stop wasting money on 37 year old plumbers. Whose NHL better days are behind them and they can go find a contract in Arizona where they need to spend to the, to the cap. For. <laughs> yeah. And let's reward yeah. some of our young guys who have paid their dues in the AHL.
1: I agree. And, and there's, you know, yeah. The, I, I think that we're going to have no other choice because of uh, our cap situation there's going to be so many young guys on the roster next year that they're going to be played. Um, That's my opinion. What do you think, Chris? I
0: think Financially, that's the only way it's going to be able to. uh, It's the only, it's the only option, right? Like we're, we're, we're financially strapped. We need players for next year with, with less than $500,000 in which to do so. So we're going to have to trade away a couple of, Keep key slash core players, just to be able to uh, ice a full a full roster, or else yeah. you know there's 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 simply no other option. Uh, Ash, I I agree with you on the Markstrom thing. I'm one of the ones that have been hit on since the signing because I wasn't happy with it when it happened. I wanted to keep Cam Talbot at the time. The kid was just starting to get hot, and I was excited about how, uh, how, you know, maybe a two or three year deal with, with Talbot could have looked because that would have kind of got us into the potential Wolf era. And then we signed fucking Markstrom for six years with the full yeah. no move. And I just, I fucking lost my mind. Like, I, I thought he's an average at best goalie. Like, coming in, what was his average, uh, say percentage nine it was around nine, 9 11. ten yeah nine ten nine eleven you know not saying he's he, he was a bad goalie but he's he he wasn't you know starting he's a four and a 60, half five games. million dollar goalie yeah, yeah starting six, 60 games you know number one goalie in my opinion but but yeah no I, I agree we need we need to look at goaltending we need to look at um Ours. Our special team coaches have been an issue for many 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 years, and that's that's long before Kirk Moeller came to town and and continued effectively with the status quo. Yeah. Right. Like how how we bring in a new coach and we still do the fucking drop pass to somebody just
2: blows me away. Like and with every set
0: of eyes. Yeah. Right. And the, and, and the, every team's
2: doing it, it, but the Flames are the only team that can't seem to do it with any success. And, and I think that they're the doing
1: line. it because Goudreau was good at it last last year, only last year. And that those three guys drove that line, that power play unit so well that it actually worked. But then those you no know, two of those guys left, and they're offensively the two
2: best, right? I think I think yeah. Coronado is going to get us get a solid look for next year. Um, I think he will and, too, and I hope he I hope he sticks, and I hope maybe he can provide some scoring that they severely lack this year. Um, I don't know I don't know where his future is. I think a large part of him signing in Calgary was because they said, "Yeah, we'll sign you. We'll bring you up. We'll pay you full money, and and here you go. This will be your first year on that three year." entry deal. And you're only going to have to be around basically for two more years. I, I, so I hope they can give him opportunity to succeed and he has success here. And then he, you know, becomes an RFA and doesn't want to get out.
0: Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. I, I honestly think we need to um, start next year with a, with a new GM to start this ball rolling for the uh, I'm going to call it the youth movement. Because um, a, I don't think Brad has it has it in him, and I think it would be a mistake to extend his contract past a one year. I'd be willing to sit through Brad for one more year, I guess, but nothing more. And I, I don't see a one year contract being what works for the franchise or the or or the uh, the GM.
2: No, I'm kind of I, I'm kind of the same way as you, and the only reason I really think that is because you've got Sutter locked in for two. And he's the coach or he's the GM that hired him. But I think if you're going to, if you're going to get rid of true living, I think then you've got to, you've got to get a new coach and then you start. I just don't think the flames will do that. I, I I think,
1: yeah, I, I don't think that the flames are going to get rid of Sutter. I personally want them to, but I don't think they will. um, Because of his contract status. I don't, this is me talking, not anything I've read or anything, but I don't think Brad wants to come back. Um I have read that he's been offered contracts, but I, I, I just don't think he wants to be back here. I could be totally wrong on that. Um, Excellent. I'll but get him I, I, I do think that that Daryl Souther is going to get at least the first couple months of next year. And if that starts exploding in on itself like it like this year did then he might be let go but it's not going to be until he's going to get the start of the next year that's that's my prediction
2: i'll get as he'll much get as i'd december. like him not to but he'll get to just de- he'll get to december 1st and then maybe something like that yeah i could see that
1: yeah if but things are going well they'll keep them i just i and, personally i think that he's at the center of so many of the things that are going on with the team in a negative light that that's why I want him. If you, if you blow up a problem at its core, then it's less likely to continue to spread. And I think he's the core of a lot of the problems, but I don't think that that's how they're going to look at it. I I think that Murray Edwards specifically is going to be like, this is my guy and we're going to keep him if it's still a problem next year, then we'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think whoever, ultimately whoever ends up being the GM needs to sit down with Sutter and say, you're, you're still an employee of mine. Here's your players. You'll notice how the ages drop.
1: Yeah. And you'll notice Figure how it it's out. not 1999 anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you'll you'll notice how our you know our average height unfortunately is
2: not six three. No. <laughs> like, it is it is up. six
1: two and a half. So deal and with when
2: that. he added when he added Kirk Muller to the coaching staff, I actually got excited that we might actually have so a did I. Play and, a, and a penalty kill that might do some de- do some jam damage. I
1: don't That's think our penalty grade. kill's bad. Our power play is just abysmal though.
2: I don't think our penalty kill's bad, but I just I expected maybe a little bit more on the shorthanded goal side of things and maybe a little bit more of a of a shorthanded threat than we had. But our power play is just terrible.
1: I didn't think I'd miss Erica Branson as much as I do.
2: You know, when, when you yeah. lose as many one-goal yeah, games as the Flames did this year, you can point to the fact that we're a bottom third power play, and that could have been a difference.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't we burn like seven power plays in the last two games or eight? It's like, Something come on. Like that. Sure. we um
0: uh, yeah so we're seventh in the uh uh penalty kill uh, percentage in the league so i that's not bad i at was all. i I was right. going to ask that because somebody somebody mentioned earlier that it was bad and i'm like i thought it was pretty good this year but
1: yeah i think i mean our our power play is just abysmal. I I think it was 28th at one point. I don't know what it is now, but um I think that needs a big look. I'd like and to not have a, to make overtime because overtime's fucking stupid, but
0: the um yeah, still gotta win those. It was ones. less less than 20% at uh yeah, 19.9, 21st in the league. Oof. Is, that's good. simply not, not good, good enough no yeah but yeah I mean 80 82 and a half sorry yeah 82 and a half so effectively we were we were tied for fourth in the uh in the penalty kill so I mean that aspect is good but I mean when you when you have players like Lindholm and and uh and uh and and backland and and Lewis obviously as well like those you're, you're bound to have a, a decent penalty kill.
2: Yeah.
0: Hi, right, guys. This has been a pretty fun conversation yeah. on what is ultimately a, a a sad situation in Flames land as our postseason hopes were crushed in overtime last night in the shootout. The, uh, Next few days are going to be hard. Whatever you do, don't cheer for the Oilers. Cheer for anybody that uh, is playing the Oilers. And
1: that's also my, playing against my... the Leafs
2: because fuck them.
0: Fuck the Leafs. Fuck the Oilers. I don't, know I, a, I
2: don't know if there's a Canadian team in the playoffs <laughs> that I can cheer for, to be honest. No.
0: I've, I've said it for many years. There's only one Canadian team that I could possibly cheer for, sort of, and that's Ottawa because nobody cares about Ottawa.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, I to, Winnipeg just doesn't do it for me, but yep. uh, thankfully, um, I I do have another team that I do cheer for, and I think we've got a shot this year. So uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna.
0: Okay, so I had to mute Ash, so sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> He'll be back with us shortly. It's
1: all good. Um,
2: now, yeah, yeah. make
1: sure to uh, check us out on Spotify. Apple podcasts, all that type of stuff. Uh, We got a YouTube channel going. So check us out there. Um, Check out the hockey podcast network on, uh, on Spotify and all that type of stuff as well. They've got uh, podcasts on most teams. Uh, Thanks to Ash for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. We'll have to do it again.
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. uh, Thanks guys for the opportunity. Yeah.
1: Go flames. Go next year.
2: (laughs) We'll flames go next year. Yeah, there's <laughs> next always year, next everybody. year. It's like being a Chicago Cubs fan. There's always next year. There's always. It starts tomorrow.
1: <laughs> As Monahan will say. Yeah. <laughs>